Hey guys, this is Coach V. I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate Podcast recording live. Coach David, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? You know, all's well. You know, we're, we're, we're doing okay, all things considered. This is a kid-friendly podcast, so parents, you can, you know, know you can rest assured that things are going to be uh, appropriate to keep playing here. A lot going on in the world. We're not going to focus on that too much. But let's focus on this of keeping the main thing the main thing. You know, that's our episode for today. So I'll say it again. How do you keep the main thing the main thing, right? That's our topic. And let's dig a little deep here. So, you know, if you're training in Tung Sudo, that's our base system, non-traditional Tung Sudo. Maybe you're training in Chinese Kempo, right? We teach Chinese Kempo that we teach the Kata within our system. Uh, Maybe you're doing Taekwondo. Coach David, could you kind of kick us off? I mean, how can someone keep the main thing the main thing and just kind of get us going here? Well, I'm going to start off by saying that it's very important when you're picking a martial art to do, that you see what's out there and pick one that speaks to you or is right for you. We've talked about that there's a season for every martial art and that, you know, they all have their different aspects of what makes them unique. Some are kicking-based, some are hand-based, some are takedowns, some are, you know, all the different varieties you can imagine. And I know, and you can tell me about when you were a little boy, uh, when I was looking for my first um, class, I did a lot of looking, and I ended up picking one that was really good for me at the time. It was a kicking-based sport. I had long legs. I was athletic, and it suited my abilities and skills. So that's what I chose. Had I not chosen that, I would have developed a completely different base set of skills that went along with that art. So I think it's super important to make sure you're picking the art that you want to learn so that when you get to the end, that is what you're going to be. Coach David, would you say it's fair that if someone's trying to become a martial artist or, you know, they're new to the art, um, is it easier today than it was maybe when you and I first started to actually figure out what you're about to get into? Absolutely. The resources are so much more vast with, you know, YouTube and the internet and, you know, schools every which way. It's so much easier. Back in the day, and I'm not even going for that back in the day, there just wasn't, first of all, there wasn't an internet, there weren't the resources, um, and there weren't that many schools. Like, it was difficult to find. And I know from talking to Senior Grandmaster Chuck, Senior Grandmaster Chuck, if you're listening, we give you a full salute. Um, he tells the story of how there was basically, you know, it was like a secret dark world. Like, to find anything was very difficult. So, yes, it is a lot easier today. You know, speaking of Senior Grand Master Chuck, you know, full salute to you, sir. I remember when he was telling the story, I think it was in the 50s or 60s, he said that, uh, you know, the place was, um, you know, they were, I think he said judo, was that his story? Right, have you said it? He said judo on the top, and and now this is predating when you and I started, but they were teaching, you know, karate or and all that. So I don't want to butcher the story, but, you know, fast forward about 30 years when you and I were starting in the 80s, you know, I started as a little boy. And I got to tell you, when I was starting, my parents were checking out different places. My dad took me to one spot, and I remember this is in Silver Spring. And, you know, I remember we went to the second floor, not far from where we are right now, actually. And the instructor was super traditional. And all I remember, he was shouting at everyone, screaming at everyone. Everyone's wearing white uniforms, sitting on the floor, straight lines. I think I cried. And it was like my first day because I got yelled at. And, and that was the last time that I went there. And then he took me to another place uh, not long after that. And I remember we just fell in love with the instructor. Teacher was amazing. Um, really just kind of building the kids up. But there weren't a ton of places, right? And so fast forward to kind of today, like what we're talking about. How do you keep the main thing the main thing? Here's what the commonality I think you and I have. 
it wasn't hard to keep the main thing the main thing back then because there weren't many distractions, right? It was taboo to go and train in other locations. We were not allowed to train in another dojo. We got kicked out if that was the case. And it was very hard to move ahead because there was no like electronic resource, right? There was no, back in the day, we didn't have DVDs or, you know, MP3s or, you know, YouTube or anything like that. You didn't even have VHS tapes that were recording this, right? There was no way to really study outside other than with your instructor, Absolutely, and the the uh, the other thing back then was there weren't a ton of instructors. You had one instructor. I had a few instructors, but it was the same material taught the same way in the same manner. So it, there was no, oh well, I could do it this way, and maybe that's even better. But when I get to the end, it's not going to look like it should. It was always going to look the same way, and so the distraction of going to a different art or doing it a different way just wasn't there. Yeah, you know, and so let's talk about, you know, the opportunities that you have to train today. You know, I'm a big fan of MMA. I like watching it. You know, I like uh, watching on, you know, Saturday night events, you know, sometimes live. If we, we used to have get-togethers and have, you know, group, you know, watch these fights and all that stuff. Wonderful, wonderful time. From a training perspective, and I'm not knocking anybody, so, you know, don't, don't send me any emails or anything. But, you know, this is just my humble opinion. We're just two guys on the Internet just, you know, having our ideas here. And I remember, Coach, you know, it becomes very challenging for someone to keep to stay the course if you have all these distractions, right? YouTube, all of these different places that you can go to now for information. The problem is sometimes we don't know what the main thing is. And for, you know, in the, in the internet age we live in, it's great because there's tons of information. The problem is you don't know what the main thing is. Isn't that true with the news today, right? I mean, you don't know what is the reliable source. Same thing today. What is the reliable source? We have a general rule in our school, which is find the highest ranking black belt. And there's more than one of those, right? You know, we have multiple high-ranking black belts in our school, but you find the highest-ranking black belt you can find, you train with them. You try to get the answers straight from the source, as close as you can get, and that's one way that we have to keeping the main thing the main thing. And I, and I, I believe for the most part, our students do a real nice job of that. So only, you know, if you're one of our students... Um, and you're, you're you know, coming to class and you're, you're really focused on our material, I salute you. You are doing the right thing and you are taking the fastest approach to black belt with us. That is really the way to do it. But we do have some people who, and through no fault of their own, are part of the system of, oh, let me check out this, let me check out that. And so you pull a piece, oh, I really like the way this person moves, I like the way this person does their kick. I want to do this and that. And so the problem is you're folding a lot of different things into one system that wasn't designed to be done that way. And then what you get is a hybrid approach, right? Yeah. And that is not necessarily going to get you to the end result you desire. So I'm going to give a warning to everyone who's listening. This is not a, an alert. You need to turn it off if you have kids in the room. This is more of an alert if uh, you have sensitive ears and you, know, you don't want to hear the truth. Hit the pause or fast forward it a minute. But if you want to hear the truth, here you go. So I've had students who I've taught, Coach David, over the years who've maybe not been high kickers. I've had students over the years who maybe uh, didn't like to throw hands. Maybe there was some part of their fight they just weren't strong at. And instead of facing you know, those, those challenges head on, what they did was they took a shortcut or they tried to find a roundabout way to deal with things and they borrowed elements from maybe other systems. And what ended up happening was they had all the best intentions in the world. 
they went on YouTube, they went online, they asked people from other systems that they were looking for answers. They found answers. The problem is it was the right answer for the other system. And then all of a sudden they can't figure out why they're stalled in their martial arts training with us because now they've kind of kind of Mr. Potato Head headed their martial arts where, and if those of you don't know Mr. Potato Head, it's a, it was a toy that you could have interchangeable parts, right? So instead of having a head and eyes and arms and feet, you could kind of be silly and kind of put them in different places, right? That's how some people's martial arts is nowadays. And so my recommendation is, you know, if your flexibility is in there, work on it. Don't avoid it, right? The things we avoid it's not going away. It's actually just going to get harder and harder and harder to deal with. So how do you keep the main thing the main thing? You, you attack the problem head on immediately right away. Yeah, you're 100% correct. If, if you ever see that you're having a problem in a specific thing, balance, flexibility, a certain kick, whatever it might be, that is the time to go to your instructor. And I'm talking about the highest instructor, your instructor, and discuss that specific thing and talk about the ways you can work on it. How can you drill it? How can you practice it? How can you improve it? And I guarantee you by focusing on it, you're going to get it a lot better than trying to shortcut it, circumvent it, go around it. It just that never works. Yeah, you know, I want to kind of talk about keeping the main thing the main thing from terms of uniforms, in terms of patches, in terms of kind of looking the part, right? So... Many traditional schools, I, know, I think you grew up in a school where, you know, you know, wearing a full uniform was the thing. Uh, we were a little bit less traditional where, you know, as long as we had our school T-shirt on and black e pants, you know, we were pretty much good. I can remember there was times as things kind of loosened up a little. Sometimes we would come in with cut-off T-shirts and things like this. And, you know, and, and what happens is I think if we're not staying to code. Now, those of you who are coming from traditional dojos, you might not be able to even to relate to what I'm going to say, so just fast forward two minutes. But again, if you're coming from a school where there's a little bit of flexibility, listen on here. With us, I remember when we first started, I would wear cut-off shirts to class. Well, some people wear shorts, and they were loud t-shirts with graphics or things like this. Then I started wearing all black, or I wore a short sleeve shirt. They would start stepping their game up. So whatever I did, they kind of, you know, the students kind of did one step lower. There was a period of time, all I would do was wear a gi to class, and then guess what? People started wearing our school t-shirt. I say this because I think if you want to keep the main thing the main thing, one thing that we're doing as of next year for 2023, I believe it is, that's going to be our 20-year anniversary. Um, yay. We're, you know, if Martha was here, she'd be yeah. proud of me. We would, um, we're looking to, to mandate patches in the correct place all across you know, all of our uniforms. You know, the, we're going to redo some of the black belts. And again, if you're listening, you're like, hold on, you should be doing that anyway. Well, you know, that's your school, and this is how we do it here, right? So we're going to be tightening up, and we're going to be making it a lot cleaner. So Kaizen students, just heads up, starting January 1st, uh, go to the patch page on the website, and you'll see exactly what it's going to look like. So we're just giving everyone, you know, ample notice, get your patches in the right place. Uh, make sure your uniforms are crisp and clean. This is the time to refresh, right? Especially because things are taking so long to, to be delivered these days, right? So how do you keep the main thing the main thing? Dress the part. Look the part. Train the right way. Try not to get too creative. And I'm going to speak to the instructors out there. Um, how do you get your students to have the main thing the main thing? Lead by example. Don't deviate. Don't, like, cut corners. Don't, don't do things that aren't part of the system. 
just lead the way the system was meant to be and the students will follow just like you were talking about the gi and stuff like if you're if you're teaching but uh you know you're showing techniques but you're you're putting your hands down because it's cool looking well that might be great for you but then the students are going to say oh well he can do that i can do that i make sure when i'm up there that i go extra like you know to get 100 percent what i can do to make it look to be exactly what our system is so that anybody watching, which is usually, you know, the students, that you're giving them every opportunity to see what it should be like to hopefully imitate it. And I think that's, you know, again, one of the ways you get to make it the main thing is to follow it, right? Visual. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, as we begin to close out the episode, I'll say one way that I know you can keep the main thing the main thing is keeping a karate journal. I know we talk about it all the time, but if you're not doing it and you're saying, oh, I know that, well, you're not doing it then, right? You have to actually have a journal with you in class. So to all Kaizen students, anybody out there, here is a really big hack uh, that you can kind of accelerate your training so that way you can capture more of the knowledge that you actually get. Coach David, I'll give you an example. I was training this Saturday. I have a class down in D.C. that I teach on Saturdays now. And the kids are just fantastic. I mean, these guys are really, really good. And I was just giving them gold nugget after gold nugget after gold nugget of just wisdom. And about midway through, I noticed no one was writing it down. Matter of fact, no one really wrote it down towards the end of the class either. But fast forward to during the class, I told everyone, I said, hey, where's your karate journals? About half of them have one at home. And the other didn't bring it. And I said, how, what are the chances you think you're going to remember this? And they said, oh, we'll remember it. I said, great. Before you go on and we keep teaching the class, remind me, what did we do last week? No one could remember. I said, so if you don't remember what you did one week ago, how are you going to remember what you did two months ago? Hey, black belts out there, if you're a black belt, what were the comments that you received on your green belt exam? What were the comments you received on your brown belt exam? Do you remember? And the chances are it's a no, right? So if you're not writing it down, or video recording your tests or things like that, the chances of you actually remembering are pretty low. So I would say if you want to keep the main thing the main thing, make sure that you're recording it. Because let me tell you something, Coach David. There was a day, I remember many days, but there's one day in particular. I was driving down the road to my Saturday class when I was a student, not the one I'm teaching now, but when I was a student. I was a young black belt. And I just remembered thinking to myself, I was probably young 20s or something like this. I was thinking, this is great. I can't wait. I'm going to be in my 50s and 60s. I'm going to be driving down the same road, same teacher and all that. Because I thought, because I, I was young enough and naive enough to think that things were going to last forever. And I didn't re- know the key phrase that you and I talk about is that the only thing that stays the same is change. And man, coach, I wish I had written down more about the stuff that I learned during classes. And I wish I had captured that knowledge and eternalized it in the form of a written word on paper. Because right now I remember a lot of it, but I guarantee you I have forgotten more than I remember. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking in that those are like some golden nuggets that you can't ever get back. But mm. I think there's wisdom in being able to share you know, your mistake with the next generation. And I, I think there's something very comforting about that. I know parents, we're often about trying to make it better for our kid, help our kid avoid the mistakes that we made. And I think, you know, as senior instructors, we're sitting here saying, don't make those mistakes. This is an avoidable one. We, we're telling you right now, this is a way you don't have to do that. You'll make your own mistakes. That's fine. But don't make this one. Yeah. I mean, you've heard me in class before when I'm like, man, you, re- you reminded me of something I haven't done before. And, you know, and I, and I sincerely mean that. There's things that I have flashbacks from 20, 25, 30 years ago that I've literally forgotten or blocked out of my head. And then something reminds me. 
And then, you know, and I think to myself, man, if I remember that, how much have I actually forgotten? And that's a little bit scary. So black belts out there, write down what you do, document it, you know, put it in writing, save it. Because there's going to come a day that, you know, knock on wood, hopefully it's not anytime soon. Do you want to pass on what you know to the next generation or do you want it to be lost forever, right? And I think that's a critical, critical thing. And I, and I thank you, Coach David, because a lot of our graphics that we have, things like that, you've spent copious amounts of time putting this stuff together for us. And I, I'll never be able to thank you enough. And, it, and we were able to take what's in our head and put it on paper. Right. And I think, you know, our, our goal at the time was to make sure that we were able to save what our system is and be able to spread it around to the students and the other instructors so that it's it's clear. Like, we know what the system is. We've got a nice poster now. Um, and I'm just, I'm a big believer in documentation. I know you are too. And I hope that people really take it to heart. Like, I know we say, get a karate journal. And it's like, oh, yeah, sure, Coach V. But Really, it's a simple, simple thing. It's cheap, it's easy, and it's really going to make your life so much better if you just do that one little thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, as we close this episode out, you know, our whole topic today, shocking, is keeping the main thing the main thing. I want to challenge everybody today. The final element I want to share with you about keeping the main thing the main thing is I I think it's a lot of just living your martial arts, right? You know, it's not just doing your martial arts in class, but being a black belt in class, being a black belt out of class, maybe to you that means, you know, working out. I know both of us are workout fanatics. You know, we love going to the gym and things like that. But instructors, talking to you for a second, you know, make sure that you're sharing that knowledge with the students. You know, there was many years, Coach David, I didn't really talk about lifting weights. I didn't talk about all that because I felt that it was taken away from the karate. And now I'm sure you've noticed I talk about working out a lot more and I hope, and I'm doing that on purpose and I'm hopefully influencing, you know, some of our students to get in the gym more. It's going to, it's going to improve your karate. Now, uh, disclaimer, get your physicians and primary care doctors, you know, approval and green light before you do that. Cause again, we're just two guys on the internet talking here. Um, let's say that working out is not your thing. Maybe it's, you know, clean dieting or whatever it is, but when you keep the main thing, the main thing instructors, I really think you should be passing on that knowledge that you have. Whatever it took to get you successful, you need to be sharing that. For me, I know I can tell you right now, it's it's a love of working out. It's a love of fitness. It's a love of the gym, right? Absolutely. And it's contagious. Like when you hear your instructor talk about it, and especially, you know, if you if you want to be like him, and I'm, hopefully that's the case, that you're in the right spot, um, it is contagious. You want to do that. And I believe there's a lot to be said there from from, you know, exercise, diet, nutrition, sleep, all the things we've talked about, but actually doing that, it's going to be a game changer. Absolutely. So folks, hey, that's the end of our episode. We appreciate you being here for still listening up to the end of this podcast. We really appreciate you. Please don't forget to leave. If you haven't done so yet, maybe you've been meaning to do this over the past couple episodes. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One day when I have time. Hey, now's the time. We need your help. Please. Uh, leave us a five-star review. It goes a long way towards getting the word out about the podcast. And if you think your opinion doesn't matter, it does. Every single review counts. Uh, And if you could just hit the share button, if you've never hit the share button before, make this the one time that you hit the share button, please. And you just never know who's going to see it. And you never know who's going to kind of benefit from the knowledge that you're sharing. You know, Coach David and I, we do this because we love doing it. And we plan and intend to keep it that way. And we hope that people benefit from this. You know, we, we have a, we were just checking before we started recording today and we were just so touched to see how many people from all over the world really are kind of listening in. And, um, it, it's, it's humbling. It really is humbling. And, you know, that was always our goal from the beginning to make sure that we're sharing the message abroad and, 
And we hope that you know fellow martial artists from all abroad, all over, who maybe some we'll never get to see. Hopefully, you're benefiting from this kind of stuff. And if you have any requests of what you'd like us to talk about, let us know. Uh, we're we're always happy to to help. We're always happy to help spread the good word and perpetuate the arts for many many generations to come. Uh, so for the Kaizen Karate Podcast, I am Coach V. I'm Coach David. We'll see you next time, everybody. Be safe. Be well. See you then.